Welcome back. This may be quite the loopy of an episode. It's 99 degrees, 150 if you count in the uh, humidity. We're sweating out. We are Ace Ventura 2, the rhino scene. Where the two naked Jim Carrey's crawling out of the house right now? Because all the energy goes to keep the laser disfall cool. So we're sweating it up here in the podcast room. And I just got to know, Murray, you got your energy back and everything. You got to be feeling great. This had to be a great redeeming week for you. The New Balance sneakers with Velcro straps are coming off. What? Griff, I have had the worst past two weeks a man can endure. People in fucking Afghanistan are bitching and they got problems. <laughs> Motherfucker, live my past two weeks. <laughs> Let's start out first. I'm, I'm trimming a hedgerow, Griff. Yes. As a, as, you know, I'm all about nature. I'm about training in nature, just like our greatest heroes. That That's we why talk about. you're looking so great for your advanced days. I know. Because you train in nature. I'm 47. I look like I'm 27. People constantly think we're brothers. I know. And I'm your younger brother. And I'm like, no, I'm, 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 I'm younger looking and wiser. <laughs> Ladies, please. So I'm cutting a hedgerow grip. And I feel this, like, pain in my arm. Like, what, what, did I, did I, like a, fucking thorn or something catch me and then i'm like bub, bub, bub. there's a fucking wasp nest in the middle of this hedgerow i'm being assaulted by fucking wasps i got hit at least 15 to 20 times 15 or 20 times fortunately all my back i didn't get my face my beautiful face was saved yes of course but so that started it that started it but i like you know you know me griff i'm all i am is a titanium nexoskeleton with flesh over like it's like a terminator so i brushed it off i finished my job yes went home it took a very advanced velcro to keep those uh shoes on your feet so i'm impressed (laughs) that you're taking them off right like that well shit i would have thrown them across the room but i millie would have flipped out and we'd have five minutes of dog barking Uh, yeah we can't we can't have any of that where it's too hot it's too loopy a few days later we get a rainstorm not even like brutal my power goes out. And if you follow us on Twitter, you know, you know all the documentation. I was complaining nonstop on Twitter. I actually had to delete it because I was like, this is getting too much about me and not about the fucking show. <laughs> and if you're not following us, you should be at G&G Theater. So it goes out. And I'm like, all right, no big deal. By like three in the morning, I'll probably go back on. Three in the morning rolls around. Nothing. I, you, you, like, you never realize how dependent you are on power until you don't have it. Yeah. You never realize you're like, that's when, like, you're like, you have time to think about how, where your life went wrong. Like, everything's wrong. You're like, I want to kill myself. Oh, where like, did you? What, what was the impasse for you? It was just not not having a distraction to. I mean, I believe this. 
I, my subconscious probably believes this all the time, but when I don't have anything to distract myself, it comes to the forefront of my mind. Right. But what was that impasse? What was the moment you were like, that's where it went wrong? You reflected on it this. It all went wrong. It all went oh, wrong? There's nothing nothing positive going on in my life. Wow. Okay. So, but anyway, I was like, I can, I can tough it out for 24 hours. 24 hours rolls around, nothing. Another 24 hours rolls around, nothing. Another 24 hours. People... If you think this infrastructure bill is going to do anything, good fucking luck. I went six straight fucking days without power, Griff, in the middle of summer. Thankfully, one good thing was it at least wasn't 90. Yes. It was m- tolerable. Yeah. But this- you had to throw all the fucking food away. Right. All that shit away. And now, fucking, I realized because of my podcast history, I'll never have a shot at hosting Jeopardy now. What kind of bullshit is that? This is, I thought this was a free country. Right, and you're the shock jock on our show, but even I have said things like, that woman's got a good can on her. That's that's a compliment. What that's so, it's We're over with. Not to mention the Jewish space lasers we're constantly promoting on here, yeah. so we're fucked. And we're then, fucked. to top it off, the, 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 the fucking, sh- fucking cherry on the shit pile of my fucking life these past two weeks, I find out, perfect segue, Griff, we lost fucking Sonny Chiba this week. Yes. The most frustratingly dumbest way possible. He died of COVID. Co- come on. Sonny, come on, man. Get your vaccine. I looked into what his regiment was. He wasn't doing the hydroxychloroquine. He, you know, he wasn't doing any of that stuff. But what he was doing, enema ginger root. <laughs> that doesn't work, Sonny. Like, I know. Everyone thinks you can solve everything with fucking an enema. All right. Ginseng animas don't work against COVID. I realize, like, we both recognize the awesome power of nature, but yes. still, come on. Just so. Well, we, but we, the thing is, Griff, we know COVID was filmed, made in a lab. That's not natural. Yeah, it's not natural. So you can't use the ginseng <laughs> anima. That's it doesn't right. work. That's right. So that, you know, this is two weeks in a row now. Our whole schedule has been thrown off. We were planning to do a certain movie that will Yeah, I didn't even mention that. The whole reason, and we, uh, by the way, we enjoyed having Jack on oh, for, absolutely. Our, for our Tippy Tap. But you know we don't put Tippy Taps out on Wednesday. We give you the full fucking movie. And Jack really filled up that moment. He filled in as a uh, primetime Golden Globus episode, so it was perfect. He was like a vet. It was like he. This is his tenth appearance. This is his first appearance. His first appearance. He just slid right in. Slid in there. Got it. Yes. But we do the movies, and we've never. I, I think even with COVID, when we weren't allowed to even drive anywhere, we put something out mm-hmm. because you know, Griff and I, we don't do that Skype bullshit recording. If we're not face to face. The magic mono doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. The spark doesn't ignite. Yeah, it's like when two Highlanders come together. That's when the energy exactly. really starts. Well, you to... can see the quickening is just flowing through this room as we speak. I'm glad people don't know the whereabouts of us because if they did, they'd easily be able to track us to the fucking quickening. Like right. there is a hurricane circling <laughs> over us right now. I, I wish it, it would. I cool hope it doesn't us. put your power out. I wish it would cool us down a little I bit wish here. Because my God, we are. Yeah, we got sweating. seven at least seven days of this too coming up. Oh boy! I think it's actually gonna get hotter. Speaking of sweating, my hell! I used to think that I was a seaman, Murray. I used to think I should be on the sea. That's where I belong. Those are my people, the sailors. I have nice sailor artwork in my house here. You're always singing sea shanties all the time? Always. Rum. Constantly. People think I drink beer? No. Straight rum. All right. the time on the show. Or grog. I think. Or grog, yes. yes. Grog. Out of a, a big barrel. Fan. He just scoops it up out mm-hmm. of a cup. Doesn't even put it in a glass. Mm-hmm. Hand-whittled uh, scoop I use, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of nice. 
That's nice. So I'm out on a boat, going to do some fishing. I, uh, I'm out there with a couple friends. One of them hands me a beer for a ride out. I'm thinking, okay, it might get up to 100 degrees, but it's a beautiful day. We're out on this boat. We're moving at 45. The wind's hitting me. Confidence through the roof. I'm living my sea life. I was doing it. Drink that beer. A couple hours go by. Still feeling good. Get some fish. I catch one. Largest fish I've ever caught in my life. Nine oh, inches. That's the largest, huh? I never. I, I fished kind, a lot, but salmon? not a lot. Uh, no, it was a perch. Okay. Well, that's not that bad for a perch. No, sam- no, no salmon fishing here. Okay. Uh, I don't think there's salmon in Erie. So, anyways, a couple hours go by. And then it's really starting to hit me right in the gut. I'm like, this is not going to go well. Uh, yeah, I, I reel it in. I, I just put it up. I lay down for a little while. There's something about having an upset stomach and being on a boat that's being tossed around by waves. <laughs> yeah, that usually doesn't go together. That doesn't well. go well together. So, yeah, I ended up vomiting. Your timbers were shivered. My timbers were shivered. I. Put myself over the side. I vomited all over the place. It got a good chum going, though, <laughs> because we were catching fish left and right after that. So I'll go ahead and credit hey, myself man. for that. Silver lining. Uh, yeah, so, you know, the day w- after that, I felt great. And Yo, I got wait, up- you ever notice that? Yeah. Every time you vomit, you feel like the, the greatest you've ever felt in your life. Oh, yeah. The worst feeling of all is nausea. Yes. Well, Murray, you don't drink, but that's often what happens when you drink sometimes. <laughs> yeah. is like you get that level of nausea, you throw it up, and then you feel great. So yeah. I was like, okay, I got the confidence. I got the feeling back. I am a seaman. That was just you know them throwing a wave at me, a big wave. So I get back out there. I catch another fish, the new biggest fish of my life. It was uh, uh, um, a walleye. And that measured up to be, I forget, it's got to be like 16 inches to, to, you know, take out. So it was like 16 or 17 inches. So we cut it up. I ate it this morning. It's very nice. But uh, we finally headed back in, and I threw up some more. The sea got me again. The sea got me twice. I was Damn fickle bitch. I was out. I could not function yesterday. And it took me a while today before I got my inner ear back. I've I been know. bobbing. I was trying to communicate with Griffin. He was incommunicado. He was like, I'm on a boat. Fuck off. I, I did. Like, okay. well, I, saw, I saw one of our old friends. He said, don't mention names, but I did see one of our old friends of the show. Oh. If you do your research, you'll know who I'm talking <laughs> right. about, but I'm not going not gonna to throw out his name because you know what? He's laying low right now. Right. It's hard when you have a yacht that big, but he's laying low right now. Murray, we need to move on to this beautiful movie we have just covered. No, no, no. I got one more thing. Oh, you I got one say. more. Now, so I've I aired my grievances. You've just aired your grievances. Now we have to air a dual grievance. What's our dual grievance? We just came back from a party of a friend of ours. Oh, jeez. I didn't think we were going to talk. Wow, no, Murray is letting this. you. Murray is pulling back the curtain. You right. guys are all lucky. Perk your ears up for this. It, I know you all think we're superstars, and we are. But we are privy to some of the, like, High-level private parties of all time. Oh, this yeah. was the highest of level. If you're from Detroit, you know a band called Sponge. Oh, my God. All two of their hits from the 90s, 25 years ago. They were playing this party. Or they, we thought they were going to play this party. Because we were all ready. We had our fucking vintage Sponge shirts. I was just wearing shit. a Sponge bikini. That was an inside thing for their early shows. And we, well, we, what do we get? We get their side project. Mm. We start playing... That this band called the Orbisons, where they play old school country, yeah. and we're like, I go to our buddy, I'm like, what the fuck? You just stole a, a, a bill of goods? It's garbage. You know what I was disappointed by? No Towns Van Zandt. 
No John Prine, or I, I can't even think of his name right now. I'm just so upset about the country. No Garth Brooks, who is my 90s. No, no Toby Keith, for fuck's sake. Where's That's the, the epitome of country. Where's Toby Keith? I don't know. So we spit in our friend's face and said, we have more important things to do. The show. Yeah. We just got back from that. We just got back. And then we get back. What do we get? We get a fucking uh, text from our buddy Mike, classic guest of our show. He's been on a long time, but if you're an old school guest, you remember Mike. Yeah. A lot of old throwbacks happening here. Yes. We, we've, we've seen friends today that we haven't seen in all, since the beginning of the pandemic. It was beautiful. It was nice. It was like it, it, it all beautiful. went back. It was like it never went away. We were it just, really was. It really was. We fell into our roles. It was beautiful. Oh, my God. But what wasn't beautiful is after we left, then they decided to play the sponge songs. You know what it was when we were walking out? Vin locked eyes with me. And I think he recognized who we were. Because we read eyes. he did. You know why? Because he pretended like he didn't know us. Yeah. It's like first movie. Like, you're big fans. Yeah. He adjusted his Lauren Abaddon uh, tilted hat. <laughs> that was just floating above just his head. Just floating up there. So Pulled down the mirrored shades. So we we put the we blasted the AC on the way back and we listened to those two classic songs <laughs> to get ourselves ready. We're we're going on fumes here, so if we get loopy, that's just that's just the consequences of living <laughs> in a humid with. fucking state. Right, you're going to experience what my last two weeks of my life have been. Oh my god! But this movie, Griff. Now we're going to get into this movie because we have to pay out. Uh, first of all, I want to apologize to the five people that were excited about number one with the bullet. Yeah, we will get to it. We will, because... In a oh. couple months, because we got so much shit planned, which we'll get into on the end of this episode. Sure. We have a lot planned, but yeah, we're not doing number one with a bullet, because we got to pay homage to our man, Sonny Chiba. Holy fuck. I don't, like... What has he been in that I've, I've recognized him in? Kill Bill. Hattori Kill Hanzo. Bill. He's Hanzo, of course. This is my first time. We haven't done like a martial arts movie in forever. It feels like, or yeah. ever. Have we done really done a? Mar- I mean, I don't aside from done, like uh, j- um, the black exploitation. Yeah, uh, I mean, because yeah, Shogun Assassin technically isn't a martial arts movie. Yeah, no, it's a it's a very cold, calculated samurai movie. Yeah, this might be our first like Asian martial arts movie. Did we do a Shaw? Bro- oh no, the Shaw Brothers. Oh, we do was yeah, Inframan. W- Yes, and we also did. Uh, yeah, but they're not traditional because we also did the Shaw Brothers, uh, Seven Vampires, Seven Golden Vampires for that, October oh years ago. That was weird. Yes, this probably. Well, and this is a. This is our first Japanese martial arts movie. Yes, because Sonny Chiba was the Japanese answer to Bruce Lee. That's why they threw that. Bruce Lee line in there? I'm sure they did. Oh, because it was okay. Inner the Dragon had come out around the same time, so it's fresh on their mind. Well, fuck. Being the first Sonny Chiba movie I watched, I love this genre of film, but I'm so used to it being like shining up the the baby face, you know? I hated Riggs two weeks ago. I hate this character, but I love his character at the same time because our hero of this movie is a complete bastard man. You're still wrong about Riggs, by the way. Yeah, I am. But, yeah, that's that's why I like it. This is my character i like i like the fucking anti-hero don't give a fuck that's the is one he even an anti-hero yeah. i guess he is the means he, but he, he he's like a snake plissken type character he, that's a good call, point. he plays by his own rules yeah and he doesn't give a fuck yeah and that's uh, that resonates with me because <laughs> i don't play, I play by my rules and i don't give a fuck so i've always been drawn to those kind of characters so i enjoyed him immensely he's, he's a little too hardcore for you and me oh yeah i don't they're... know if i'd sell a woman into sex slavery yeah <laughs> Well, then when she might piss me off, I might. That's a but, nice little teaser for this fucking episode yeah. we're about to cover. Yeah, and so, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. And 
those great Eugene Le- Levy eyebrows he had. Dude, everything about his face, about his... His facials uh, were off the charts, Griff. Everything about this movie is so cool. How it weaves together and everything. How they build up uh, what's supposed to be like his villain, his nemesis, we'll call him. Because that I think that works a little better. More ambiguous there. Because like the motives happening here are fantastic. This is... This is a fucking great movie, and I hope more people... You know what made it really great? 91 minutes. 91 beautiful fucking minutes, and you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. Back to punch. You're like, what the fuck is going to happen next in this movie? That's what I was saying, because literally in the first act, you see a woman being sold into sex slavery. And they literally leave you hanging because you're like, wait, I thought he's got to fight this guy next. No, you got you to see the next movie. It's Oh, it's so fucking... I love this movie. Love it. Love it. Why don't we get into this movie, Griff? Sonny Chiba, we honor you with this episode. You are gone but not forgotten. Here it is, the movie that made Sonny Chiba star in America, The Street Fighter. He's a tough man. To let him live is taking a chance. Since he knows our secret, he has to be killed. Terry Sigori, six foot six of half-breed fury. But he's got a little problem. He has a hard time making friends. You tell that bitch who sent you here. How sorry I am, I can no longer be her friend. The Street Fighter. If you've got to fight, fight dirty. I'll kill Suzuki. Now I owe it to him. You're the meanest guy in the world. You'd better give up. I'm a master and you're going to lose this game. I've waited a long time to settle the score. Don't be too impatient. I'll see you another time. Punk's worse than anything. And I would love to see the mob destroyed. He has to die. We cannot let him live. Die a school member. I owe nothing to any school. You beat a man, they call you tough. You beat an army, they call you the street fighter. Introducing the incredible Sonny Chiba. You don't know what mean is until you meet him. Welcome back, great trailer. And we're starting out in jail. Yeah, and there's this guy. He's so dedicated to his martial arts. He's doing katas minutes before execution. Execution. And we hear the guards, they're slowly walking up to his cell, and there's, like, you know, the two just guards, and then there's, like, one, like, uh, kind of boss with him, I guess. The warden. The warden, yes, it was the warden. And they're explaining to him, this motherfucker in here Did is... Did you notice that it was, like, and this is probably the only time you hear it, very stereotypical Asian accent for these characters. Like, everyone else kind of plays it straight. You know just, what? Yes. He's like, hit the karate man. 
You're right. Mean Pasta from Okinawa killed seven men. I love the little flavors they give you. <laughs> mean man, Mean Bastard from Okinawa. It's like, oh yeah, I can taste that. He must think he's Bruce Lee. Wink. To that the was camera. that was the warden, and that was the yeah. line I alluded to in the top half there. So the guy being executed is a guy. Apparently, he's a criminal because he's in jail. His oh yeah, he killed seven men. Jijun. And he's ready for the hangman. He's waiting in his cold cell. Oh, hell, be thy name, Iron Maiden. <laughs> and the bell begins to chime. And he's reflecting on his past life because he doesn't have much time, Griff. Because at 5 o'clock, they take him to the gallows. Oh, yeah. Mm. The sands of time for him are running low. <laughs> running low. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's got to see his, his Buddhist priest because you got to see the priest before you die, Griff. It was interesting because they were saying he's not going to talk to any religious man. But then. A certain religious man comes in. You see in. the little, because he got the little, like, like door in the... Yeah, the eye slit. And it opens up, and then you see Sonny Chiba, and you're like, that ain't no fucking Buddhist person. Beautiful shot, it closes in, eyes on eyes, and guys, of course they read eyes. Right. Of course. So they, a game recognized game instantly. And he's in disguise, he's got a little Amish beard on, Yeah. he's got the beads, and they're like, well, he'll talk to this guy, but first, put on those handcuffs, this guy's dangerous, he just did some katas earlier. So they put the kata, uh, the handcuffs on Jijun to make sure he doesn't attack this fucking uh, this priest. Yeah. Priest comes in and like, well, we need to be alone, you know, some spiritual shit. Yeah, give us five minutes at least, dog. I'm just going to I'm gonna tell this brother about ascension and uh, sitting and praying properly and not all and how to put ginseng properly up your butt. That's sorry, right. Sonny. I'm sorry. It wasn't a good excuse to not take the vaccines. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. And that goes for everyone listening, too. I know you've heard a lot of stories. I know the my pillow guy pushes this. The ginseng anima. No, <sighs> Lindell, you gotta fucking get off that horse. You gotta get the. Gin- you know how he made I it. I take a ginseng <laughs> for depository. It you, cured me. You know how he made it through a seventy-two hour symposium that only went about fourteen hours. Ginseng. Ginseng's the only thing that can help you land one of those fucking lumpy ass pillows, but it ain't gonna fucking protect you from COVID. <laughs> so priest, uh, they wa- they immediately start fighting. Priest walks in and they like strip each other down, and he's looking them up and down. And he's like, I've never seen a priest with eyes like that. He's like, Your brother, you ain't kidding. And he's like stretching out a necklace and stuff. Yeah, it's like prayer beads. And I thought he unhanded them because they square up and they start. Well, no, that was a weird thing. The guy was, like, handcuffed, like, and he, like, they start fighting in slow motion, by the way. And then we get, it just says, the Street Fighter. Classic opening. Yeah. And they, then they stop, and then, like, I guess uh, Sonny, uh, Terry's his character, Terry Siguri. Yeah. He gets the best of him. He hits him with something, and the guy recognizes it. He's like, is this an, un- an oxygen coma you're putting me in? Yeah, they they are leaned in close, face to face. He's breathing heavily. It looked like he just got struck with death. Again, I've I've nerded out about this too many times. The Fist of the North Stars vibes happening right now. Yeah, exactly. Happening later in the movie with the skull punch yeah, and the X. Right. Oh, yeah. my God. Again, I was in such a happy place. This is such a fucking fun movie. Go watch. Tubi, free. Yeah, Go watch it. I watch it. No excuse. So, yeah, he leans in. Is that an... What was it, oxygen punch? <laughs> he said, oxygen coma, whatever the fuck that <laughs> means. 
and then he's like, yeah. And because first we're thinking, obviously, well, why would you send a hitman to kill a guy who's going to be executed? But still, you're thinking, that's what you're thinking. You're thinking Sonny Terry was sent there to kill this guy. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm going to temporarily, Puma, much like Puma Man, the 10-minute death. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you will temporarily die. It'll look like a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And, but he's like, hold it together for the next 10 minutes till you get to the gallows. And you know what's waiting for you? You're going to go to the hospital. I'm going to break you out. And maybe one day we'll have that death fight, you and me. And fucking, uh, what, what, what do you have to say? Jijun. Jijun, he's just like, oh, yes, I want that. I want that sweet fucking death fight. So right on cue, he, he, guards come back over. It's been five minutes. Right. You can see he's like, he's staggering. He's, he's fucked up, but he's holding, he's keeping it together. Yep, he's keeping it cool. And they've got him, you know, arm in arm. So they're right. kind of holding him up, taking him over to the gallows, going straight right. to the gallows, just like you sang a minute right. ago. I got to put you in a 95-degree humid room before we record <laughs> everything. Your spirit is through the roof. I know, man. Is it, it the well, ginseng? It's the, the humidity gets my vocal cords all loose. So it I gets can, them I can loose. Hit those, those notes. And then you got the back end filled with the ginseng. I feel like that's <laughs> our thing now. We got to yeah. do that. Doesn't help with COVID, but, man. <laughs> ginseng animals for everybody. It'll get you going for a podcast. Yeah, man. And we need to talk about tech that's happening because I thought this only happened later. Microwave timing was invented by martial artists? Of course. Everybody knows that. I didn't have, Where I did didn't you even, think Sensei Seagal learned it? I know. I, it's all coming together. In the Orient, in Japan, which is where Sensei Seagal learned his martial arts. It's all just coming together. Wow. It was like my brain was that uh, sand clock, and it turned over, and I was like, it all comes together now. So they bring him, we speed, they got the fucking noose ready, they, he walks up to it, they're just about to put it around his neck, and then he collapses. Oh, yeah. And, and they, the guy's like, something looks like a heart attack. Well, we can't, we have to save him so we can kill him later. Oh, yeah. Why not just let him die? He's like, well, we can't do that. That goes against protocols. We need to bring him back to life so we can kill him. Get the ambulance. So they put uh, Zhujin in the ambulance. And we just hear a little sigh. It, it is a car, by the way. He's yeah. pushed into a car, folded up. He's not laid out. <laughs> yeah. He's curled up it's like, like a station wagon. <laughs> it was just like I was on the boat when I was kill, you know, puking my guts out. Oh, cats get in Murray's face. He wants some of that uh, seltzer water you got there. He loves it. I know it. you want water from everywhere but a fucking bowl. You <laughs> learned that. And so I love this shot because we hear the ambulance are going down the road. You got fucking Gujin in the back, curled up like a little baby. And then we get a cut of um, a very strange looking guy. Oh, no, we, we got Terry first enjoying oh. a nice V8. Are you sure that wasn't a Red Bull? It might have been, been a Red theme. Bull. It's been a theme for us lately. It, oh, my God. Because he he he's getting ready to, like, maybe he had to kick some ass. He needs that shot of fucking adrenaline. And dude. I just – here's why I love this shot because you got him, and you can see out the front window behind him, and there's this weird dude with a little <laughs> shillelagh just, like, standing in the road. Well, he's with a dog, and he has a piglet and a – a sack on his shoulder. I th- I was like, is that a pig or <laughs> yeah. is it a weird sack? <laughs> no, it was a Which is bit. even weirder because he ch- cooks chicken in a minute. Yes, here. that was weird. <laughs> I was expecting them to pull out. I thought it was a pig's head when he pulled it out. Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, it was, a, it was a piglet. Yeah. Okay. So after we've watched this through, you know, just seeing it over uh, uh, Sarogi's shoulder, we go outside where we meet. Well, we're soon to learn his name, but. Uh, Ratnose, I think. Ratnose was his character's name. Yeah, he's like the the little uh, like lackey of Terry. Uh total fucking simp <laughs> might be a good way to yes, phrase it. Because this guy, so. he cooks. is the Griff, not your Griff, the Griff from <laughs> Baywatch Nights. Baywatch Nights. 
to bitch. Mitch. Yeah. yeah. He's Mitch bitch. He's the Mitch bitch, yes. He he was not in the Papa but he, John's he's, outfit. But he's not that much of a bitch because he actually manages to get uh, Jujin out of the fucking car. His, his ruse works. Uh, yeah. It, it completely works. People are getting out. He's bonking him with his little shillelagh. And, uh, you know, I, I love this about Terry. He walks over after everyone's been dispersed, grabs the one guy in the driver's seat, and just throws him. He's like, all right, let's get going. Come on. Right. And we dash. hard motherfucker, dude. I love this about them, too. They live in a little apartment together. Yeah. One thing I didn't love, though, is that he's named Terry. That's not a badass name. Well, that's why I put him in the notes as Sorogi. Yeah, but I just... Come on. You can come up with a better name, guys. Terry. It could have been Tom... Tim. Tim's a great fucking badass name. You think Tim? You think Tim would have worked? I'd get better than Terry. And yeah, like you said, they're 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 just chilling. They the mission accomplished. So they got they they got the Yujin uh, on, a, on a, a fucking boat to Hong Kong to hide him off. That's a, what they did. Yeah, because he's a wanted man. Okay, you see, I pulled up the script after this scene because yeah. I could not figure out any of the names, so I used yeah. the script to help me. And so yeah, so so the so they're just chilling at their apartment. They're watching. There's a story on the news that mentions an oil magnate had died. Yep. And he only has in Cairo, and he only has one like uh, uh, living heir. Living heir, and she's gonna uh, inherit all of this fucking wealth. Got how many times has oil come up in the last week? An oil baron taking over? So it, it feels like well, every yeah, other... we did. There will be blood last fucking week. I mean, there shall be blood, right? Isn't that what it's called? <laughs> There shall be blood. Is that what's called? Or there I, will be blood. I don't remember what's. I called. don't even remember. I don't even remember. Lewis movies. I drink your milkshake. Oh, there will be blood. It's my favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that all. movie. I don't remember it all, but it's my favorite. I, oh well, I didn't know what the fucking we didn't cover that one. Loopy, we're getting loopy here, I'm guys. Saying, yeah, Griff, it's a joke. I was making about oil. We we're talking about oil. Oh yeah. Oh, back shit. to the movie. So they get a knock at the door. Fucking. Uh, uh, Ratface is making. We thought. I'm thinking. We're both thinking. He's cooking that piglet. Pig, maybe even pigs in a blanket. I don't know. I, I saw the smoke wave coming in, and he started floating up from his seat. You know, into the kitchen because I love that. I love that cartoon effect. You know, I love when you float by the steam right. waves. So I'm thinking this is a perfectly cooked am's hog, right. ham leg, hot. Uh, you know, some kind of hot ham water. And maybe. I was still fooled when they opened it. I was like, is that a pig's head? What the fuck is that? No, it's a burnt chicken. It's a Burnt. It looked. It looked good. It looked. It was not as good as Boston Market, but it looked pretty good. <laughs> oh my god, those aren't even like a thing anymore. So if anybody gets that, well, I, I think it, most people would get that. Yes, I love that. They're still though. around, aren't they? Very. It's like Quiznos, where it's like you might find one. And it's like, how are you existing still? You know, like when you see the the remaining like family video or something. I remember, like in the nineties, in Livonia, there was an Arthur Treacher, which I hadn't seen in. Decades. That was a fish restaurant. Oh, Arthur Treacher was like some like actor from way back in the day. Interesting. There used to be one like right down the street from me when I grew up. And then because <laughs> where is there any like is Long John Silver still around? I haven't seen one of those. Yes, forever. there is one down on uh, Pontiac Road. Oh, well, I a couple miles away. Lunch puppies. We should have uh, <laughs> driven by there. That would have cooled us down. Some nice hot piping hot hot puppy. Before you did this, <laughs> you did this. So you know I'm a horribly like for eating I was horribly picky as a child. Right. And the first time I got Boston Market, I'm smelling all this food. Three things I ate: corn, chicken, and mashed potatoes. Well, they had it, and so they had all three of those. Problem: they actually like season or something their mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh wow! They How put dare like they? they put like garlic in it. How dare and they? so when I was a kid and I taste that for the first time, I was like, "What the fuck? No." <laughs> 
And then the corn felt weird to me. So all I would do is get like a chicken leg and gnaw on them in a corner, like a fucking rabbit, I remember a, like had, a rat they, nose. They had really great cream spinach. Rakuda. So, yeah, Ratnose is making a shitty-ass chicken meal. Then a knock at the door. Just as fucking Terry's about to slap the shit out of him again. Because they have this weird kind of dynamic. It's like abusive husband and oh, wife. Oh, my God. It is totally an, uh, the oddly couple or something. Yeah. Fairly Wait. They weren't married. They were two guys, right? <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah, a couple or two men. Oh, okay. So not does it work? No. Well, no. Well, in oh, a way, does, I guess. I just, yeah. <laughs> anyways. So, one's a slob, one's a neat nick. So, All I know is, look, Sorogi is getting ready for Jeopardy. He's got to have quiet <laughs> because he's got to get all the clues. And he gets right. to say them first before uh, Rakuda does. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's the that's <laughs> the dynamic there. But, yeah, knock at door, interrupting. Power. The power numbers are just coming on the screen. You only get a second after the power numbers come up. And he's like, and he, and this is the one where that that guy who got just got shit can was hosting. So he's really pissed off to begin with. I don't even know the guy's name. The one, oh, Mike Richards. Mike Richards. He's like Mike Richards. I hate this fucking guy, Levar Burton. Sorogi would love Mike Richards. So there's a knock at the door. So Terry, he's like, Rat nose. Answer the door, bitch. What did you say, boss? Opens the door. It's a man and a woman, and we learn that these are the brother and sister of the band we just saw get broken out of prison, Jijun. And they're like, they're like, hey, where's my brother? And he's like, he's a wanted man. I sent him off to Hong Kong. Where's yeah. the other half of my fucking uh, payment you owe me? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. We don't have the money. Yeah. And he's like, what? What? Neil Breen, what? He's like, what? Dude. And he springs into action immediately. The best offense is slapping the shit out of somebody before they have a chance to react. Especially if it's a woman. Because so, <laughs> he slaps the shit out of this woman. Let's just be real. Uh, yeah, Nachi, Nachi, yeah, Nachi, Nachi. Yeah. I don't know sure. any other way to pronounce it. And so. the brother, we're gonna say, doesn't have a name because he's not important because he won't be with us for much longer. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did just completely skip over his name too because mm, yeah. So like Terry just starts beating the shit out of both of them. Starts gouging the eyes out of the brother. Yes. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. We just need some time to get this fucking money. I don't fucking. And he gets a. I don't fucking give a shit about your fucking time. Yeah. We had a deal. You got to fucking pay me. And so now with this pause after they've talked and everything, he fucking grabs Nachi again, pulls her in. She's like bleeding from her mouth from him slapping the shit out of her. And he just lays a fat one on her. He turns him on. He loves the sight of blood. Yeah. And this enrages the brother. Well, yeah, it would. So he's got he's got a like eight step, uh, you know, little run sprint going here. And he jumps up. He's going to hit him with the greatest Jump kick you've ever seen. And it was pretty good, but it didn't Sweet connect. Stan approves. Because <laughs> Terry just literally just stepped out of the way, and he was flying out a window, and they're like on the 10th floor. Yes. So we get a really bad Puma Man-esque kind of falling oh, sequence, yeah. and he lands in a big pile of Campbell's tomato soup, because it's that, wor- that horrible orange blood we see in all the 60s and 70s Awful. movies. Splatter. Awful. Did I mention that this was the first movie to get an X rating for violence in you America? You did not mention that yet. Well, yeah. I'm mentioning it now, and I don't know why, because it really wasn't that violent. Wait, I mean, when you're looking at it with 2020 eyes, I mean, we saw a man get his head splattered on a way back from this great party we were at. So, I, yeah. It's so, just he's just like, okay, I can't get money from that guy because he's fucking dead. Yeah. So, I guess I'm going to have to get some money from you. But that before we get into that, cut to... The dojo. Got it. This is a martial arts movie. You got some dojo scenes. We don't know what dojo. They didn't show us like the name or anything. So we're we're completely left to whatever the director's going to show us here. And we meet Sarai, who is the daughter of 
We learned about her in the little news segment right yeah. before Jeopardy it's came all, on. It all falls into place. That wasn't wasted time, guys. It wasn't. She's the daughter of this tycoon. See, I love the callback they do here because her, her service is coming in with a burnt chicken. And she's like, I'm not going to eat any of that burnt chicken. Give me that, give me that hog's head. And so we learned that she, like, you know, she's going to be the, the, the owner of the third largest oil company in the world. And she's like, the vultures will inevitably start to circle. We need, I need to hide. I got to get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah, that's what, that's what like, her guard was telling her. Like, <clears throat> right. everybody is circling around you right now. So we're going to take you to your Uncle Kendo, who owns this uh, dojo. And so she goes there. Cut to Terry. He's furious, man. He's, got, he's meeting up with the people who hired him. To get, I guess, uh, Jijun out of fucking. I guess he's, that, that they're like. I guess they call him like the the the, sis, the brother and sister probably went to these people and they're like, I know the perfect guy for you. So these people are like a middleman. That I sounds believe. right. And he's like, What the fuck? What did you, these people aren't going to fucking pay me? I had to get my money back by selling her into sex slavery. What the <laughs> fuck, guys? And they're like, they're all no selling. They're like, Yeah, hey, that's not because I mean, these are scumbags too. You know, they're underworld people. We meet yeah. Yang, Mrs. Yang, Miss Yang, and we meet Liang. Who's her like henchman? And they're like, who gives a shit about that? I got another job for you, Terry. Have you ever heard about this Sarai chick? And he's like, yeah, I, it sounds, I, I think I heard something about that before Jeopardy. <laughs> Elaborate. Well, here's some pictures of her. We want you to kidnap her. But right now, she's at her Uncle Kendo. He's a master of Sibuken Kung Fu. And she's right in the middle of this dojo, surrounded by guys who can kick ass. But we know you can do it. Yeah. We'll give you six million dollars. Six? How about sixty? Uh we're a little short on yen these days. Maybe we could advance you like a couple. We'll give you a couple of our finest prostitutes, maybe. That hold you over. He's like, fuck that shit. You know I'm all about the green, not the in between. Yeah. I'm out of here. Well, we do learn another motivation uh Sorogi has. Beating the shit out of people. Well, he's an angry man. We so they did it. Later. They should have known. They they could have sh- uh, uh, shortchanged him with the six and just said, "There's a lot of people to beat the shit out of. There's a couple good ones in there too. It'll be a good time." And since this is such a big deal, this kidnapping of Sarai, they're like, "No one can know. Stop him." She goes to no her. One. She goes to her henchman Liang. Stop Terry. Even though he's not going to give a shit about anything. He ain't going to tell anybody. He doesn't fucking care. He's probably already forgotten as soon as he turned around. Right. As soon as they didn't give him the number, he was just like, I don't give a shit. But yeah, Mr. Was it Yang and then Mr. Ling, I think was the man's name. Yeah. Ling gets fucking Sorogi in an arm bar. And Sorogi just lets it happen and just listens, just hears him out. And it's when it becomes uh, time for Sorogi to talk, he just fucking reverses it. And his sli- the guy's suit just rips right off him because Sorogi's just that powerful. I thought he just ripped his sleeve off. He didn't even rip it off. And right there in front of us and God and all, all, the preacher man, Yakuza. Yakuza tattoo. We all know what it is. We're not going to describe it because you already know it. And he's like, you fucking Yakuza fucks. I don't work for the fucking Yakuza. And apparently we learned, I think this is complete bullshit, but for the, the this story... The mafia is fronting the Yakuza. The American mafia is yeah. fronting the Yakuza. And then, I was confused why they brought in the Americans. <laughs> now it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So they're bankrolling the Yakuza. And he's like, I don't work with you fucking Yakuza fucks. Now I'm really fucking pissed off. And he's like, he's like, you know, you and your evil code of conduct. Fuck that. 
I'm out of here. You know, Madaguchi tries to lure him back like, no, 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 we're not rats. We're going to pay you. We've got an evil code of conduct. Like, <laughs> nothing about that is assuring. We have an evil code of conduct. Is this the Venture Brothers yeah. where there's a book of calamitous intent, you know? <laughs> and he's like, I got to go work out. I got to work out all this fucking tension I've built up. How okay? This was a odd couple scene, though. Yes, they are in the fucking like eighties uh, gym they, outfits. Yeah, they got the fucking Chuck Norris fucking what was that called? What was his Total Gym Two Thousand? Two Thousand. Yes, it takes up half their fucking apartment. Yes, and, they're, they're adorable. These two are. And adorable. Rat knows he's like the little brother, so he's just like standing on his chest while he's fucking doing fucking curls Dude, and all this shit. It's so good. It's so and good. he's like you know. Terry's doing some chin-ups while he's like, doing like one, you know. And Terry's trying to tell him, you need to get in shape, you rat fuck. That's why That's why he's a rat nose or Rakuza. He's just a little rat fuck. And Jesse's about to give him some more advice. The Yakuza just burst into the fucking This apartment. is when he's whole, he, uh, 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 Sorogi is lying on the ground. Uh, you could say pierogi when you say Pierogi that. is lying on the ground, and Ratfuck is doing tippy taps on his abs while he's holding two 35-pound weights as far as he can out from his body. Co- incredible core strength here. And suddenly, Three Stooges-style, like, 45 guys just rush into their fucking house. Everybody talks about the old boy scene in the hallway where it's like one beautiful long shot. Nobody talks about this shot right here because, oh, my God, the action is incredible right here. He just lets loose, and you can tell he's loving every minute of murdering these people, and he's taking them out. Fucking Liang, who's like Mrs. Yang's main henchman, gets popped in the mouth. He spits out fucking mouthful of teeth. Well, they love doing the effect of someone getting punched and then spitting. The one guy, like, spit out just bile or something. Yes, he did. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like chicken soup or some shit. Oh, yeah. Chicken soup for the stomach. Oh, that, okay. They were, I thought I saw some noodles coming out there. Yeah. That's what it was. Okay. And then he punches the one dude and he shoots up some fucking, this was an Afri Campbell soup. He shoots up some tomato soup with his teeth. Yeah. And this is like, he's just like, motherfuckers, you know you shouldn't fucking attack me. So we cut back to Miss Yang. She's pissed off. Liang has come back, got no teeth now. He's doing the thing where you, you, you go, mur, 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 get <laughs> and she's like, you motherfucker. You know there's only two things that can happen. You either fucking get shot or you kill yourself. What's it going to be? Yeah, because uh, Sorogi sent this guy back with the message for uh, uh, Mrs. Uh, Yang. He's our, uh, Sorogi is against us now. He's our enemy. Right. He Meanwhile, was, he probably doesn't give a shit at all. But they're just so they, they think really highly of themselves. No, like, he legit told the guy, "Tell your boss I'm gonna fucking murder you all." Well, he, because that goes he has into a right to. that goes into the next scene here, where you know we'll get into that. But still, so yeah, he, he he's trying to tell him all this, and he's like, "Well, why didn't you kill him? I wasn't enough strong. I wasn't <laughs> enough strong." And then she gives him the ultimatum: "Well, you can either kill yourself, or I can kill you." And then he fucking runs like a bitch and gets shot in the back three times mm. dies and they're like she's like fuck these guys ain't working the japanese guys we got to call our hong kong boys then yeah she turns to madaguchi and she's just like look i know some guys in hong kong these are real tight guys like ginger up their butthole tight and they don't drop it for anything and he's like hmm sounds good wipes his brow that's really fucking tight let's get them here 
Cut to Terry. Now Terry's on a mission. He's like, just to spite these people, I'm going to protect Sarai now. Exactly. He's so offended by the Yakuza trying to buy him and then sending men to come kill him that he's like, my mission. And again, this is why I was saying they should have thrown this on the table. He just wants to murder people. That's all he's after. He's so hell-bent on murder. So, yeah, he's willing to go up against the Yakuza just for murder. Walks straight in. The, he's like, is this where Sarai is? They're like, well, we don't know who you're talking about. Get the fuck out of my way. Because the knows, take care of these Yeah, these guys immediately assess a threat, and so they're trying to, like, tackle them. And, yeah, fucking Sorogi just pushes uh, Ratuka, Rakuda, right into the pile where they just start pummeling him. The clouds are forming, all the fun cartoon action shots. And, yeah, Sorogi just walks up. Finds an office with the door slightly ajar, and then it slams shut, and you hear the lock go, and he's like, mm motherfucker. Not going to happen here. Not going to happen, brother. And so he just punches right through the fucking door, opens it up. Sarai's there hiding his uncle's like office. I love the shot of just seeing Sarai's worried face through the hole in the door. Great. Beautiful stuff, guys. And, of course, he immediately grabs her and starts macking on her. starts making out with her. She was asking. He could see she wanted <laughs> And so as he's viking out with her, Uncle Kendo shows up with his crew. All I got to say is she shouldn't have been wearing what she was wearing. You just can't expect guys to come and punch a hole through your door, slap you, and make out with you if you're wearing what she's wearing. Yeah, it was pretty hot. All right? And so Kendo shows up, and he's like, hey, let's just take this down to the fucking, the, the fucking gym, all right? So they walk down to the gym because he's like, Terry's like, I want to fucking take on you, motherfucker. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't just take on anybody. And this guy, this master of this dojo, he puts uh, Sifu Wing to shame. He's got he's got those baby bearing hips. He's fucking wide. He's Humpty Dumpty. He's like a little Orson Welles looking dude. But we'll, we'll get into that more later because we get down to the main floor. And we got everybody circled around. We got Ratno spinning up a couple teeth himself. Let's go get him, boss! And then we get the first jobber coming out. And we point out that uh, Terry, he's, it's almost like he wears like a black gi. He's not yeah. a gi. And he's got these fucking leather bracers with fucking like metal-like strips in them. Mm-hmm. And that's like his fucking look through the whole fucking movie. Yeah, never takes it off. Never. And so, like you said, he takes on a couple jobbers first, takes them out easily. Having fun with them. You know, one guy comes out with a nunchuck. He deals with him. He blinks him in the eyes. It's all good. It's all going well. Third guy tries to get him. He fucking flicks him away. And he's just like, are we done with the child's play yet? Are you going to step out on here? What was his name? Sonori or something? Kendo. Uncle Kendo. Kendo. So he calls out Kendo, and Kendo's finally like, all right, all right. And they take a little while to challenge He mentioned that Uncle Kendall's style is a gardening technique. That's his style. What? Yes. He's like, you and your weak-ass gardening technique. Because you notice when they were showing like the training like montage, Uncle Kendall had like terracotta-like pieces, and he was punching through them. You know what? <laughs> okay. So... Whatever, that must be some Zen Buddhist shit that Uncle Kendall's got going on. And fucking Terry laughs at it. And he's like, let's go, motherfucker. You with your childbearing hips. Yeah. And, you know, at this point, we're thinking that Sarogi is just a badass. Because we've seen him work, like, two fights. We've seen it, the people plow We've never seen his... him lose. He's just destroyed, like, 20 people. So exactly. Far. We've seen him just destroy. He's built up in our minds. Like, he had that moment in the jail cell with uh, Gaijun. And... 
it looked like he owned him too. Of course, Daijun's hands were tied behind his back. But anyways, so we're thinking, well, he's just going to destroy Kendo. Wrong. Kendo might have 150 pounds on Sarogi and, you know, be, what, 7, 8, 9, 10 inches shorter? <laughs> Probably. He was He was small. He uses that low center of gravity to his advantage, and he is just flowing like water. Like, Bruce Lee, eat your heart out. This man's gestures and Hips movements. Hips for days, dude. Hips Core. for days. And so, Sorogi is just approaching him. He's never fought garden style before. He doesn't know what no. to, how to attack, how to approach. And Sorogi is getting tossed around. Well, like, I think Terry's also letting his anger get the best of him. Like, he's a hothead. Oh, so, complete. And fucking Uncle Kendall's like water. He's flowing like water. It's so. like a garden. Patience. Yeah. And so, but then then uh, Uncle uh, Kendall starts beating his ass. Yeah. He gives him a hip toss. F- fucking Terry runs into a fucking wall and shit. Oh, yeah. First. It was it was like his uh, Sorogi's last big charge and he turns it into the the fucking like somersault thing where you flip him over your head. Sorogi hits face first. The monkey toss is what it the was. monkey toss. Yes, yeah. thank you. Gene Labelle probably taught you that one, right? Or did, did you teach Gene Labelle that one? I taught Gene Labelle. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Credit where credits due. Murray taught Gene Labelle the monkey toss. Yes. So he hits his face on the floor, slides into these boards. That it wasn't terracotta; it was just wood boards. And he yeah. he fucking goes through it. And then he's like, "Hmm, Sorogi." Are you related to Freddy Sarugi? And he's like, "That's my father." He's like, "Oh, so your your father didn't he? Wasn't he the guy that tried to attempt to combine Japanese karate with Chinese boxing?" And, and then we get a flash back to World War II. And this is some real whitewashing of history here. If you know anything about what's going on in the Pacific, because it's making like the Japanese that be to be like the victims of the fucking war. Oh yeah, because it turns it's like these Chinese. You see a little young Terry, and his dad's being taken away because they think he's a spy. The Chinese yeah. have him. Black and white, rain, mud. Oh, I guess we learn that Terry is half Chinese. His mother must be Chinese, and his dad is Japanese, and he's wrongly being accused of being a spy. Meanwhile. Ask any fucking person who was there, Chinese or Korean, what the Japanese did to the Chinese or Korean. This is total whitewashing, making them look like victims. The Japanese were the fucking aggressors with this shit. They did horrible shit. Experimented on them like the Nazis did with the Jews. Horrible. I don't agree with this. But for the purpose of the movie, we'll we'll go with it. But it was so he's like, yeah. So his dad, his last message, his dad's going to go off to be killed because he's a spy. So he's like, son, don't trust anyone. Harden your body. Improve your skills. Be a number one man. Don't let anyone beat you. Never lose. And that just hulks up Terry. I, I've heard Stone Cold cut that very same promo. <laughs> I thought he came up with it. Well, You're it, telling it, me. There was an end where he says, can I get a hell yeah? It was the weirdest thing because as he faded out of the fucking little like hallucination daydream here, you heard an audio, uh, an audio, an audience echo back, "Hell yeah!" And then, and then you see a hand picking up Terry's hand for the third time, for the, the third last time. time, and then the hand, the finger, the finger goes finger up. Wag. And to, Terry's hulking up. He's dude. getting funky like a monkey. He's ready. 
And he just fucking goes off on Uncle Kendall and beats the fuck out of his fat ass. Yeah, he takes a fucking... Oh, my God. This chop he takes to the neck. I, I Chief Wahoo... or Not Chief Wahoo. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Chief Strongbow, yeah. you know, this is right out of his page. He fucking... Uh, this Chops is Kendo. The That's a Captain Kirk move. The chop. Captain the Kirk. Okay. So yeah, uh, Kendo goes for the Captain Kirk move. Chops fucking uh, Sorogi right in the neck. Sorogi's been down and out. You don't think he could survive another blow? He endures and he fucking delivers a punch right to that center of gravity. And I was waiting for like tumors to start, you know, appearing in his brain, right. Fist of the North Star style. No, we don't get that. We get an understanding. We get respect. We get respect. Very interesting. And so we go back to the office, and Terry's like, look, all I want to do is guard your your niece. Now that I'm thinking back on it, I recognize Kendo's face. He hit him right in the minis. He's like, oh look, God. all right, I got to go shit. <laughs> then we'll talk. Yes. That's why they That's why they stopped. Got to get this ginseng out of my ass. <laughs> and so, like... So Terry's like, look, all I want to do is I hate these motherfuckers. Only thing I hate more than punks... Are the Yakuza. Yeah. And I'll do it for fucking free. Because fuck these motherfuckers. And Sarai's like, this fucking animal. Fuck this guy. And Kendall's like, well, he's got a good idea. I think this guy would be good for you. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, uh, he is literally an animal. He, he almost me. raped me. If you guys hadn't walked in, yeah. the guy would have raped me. He, when you, do you remember when you walked in, he had me fucking dress up, <laughs> ass bear? Like, does that not recall? <laughs> nope. This is an honorable man. I fought him. He fought with honor. Yeah. I not only believe in you as a man, but as a, as a martial artist, you have all my pride in you. So, yes, we will use you as a guard. Cut to Mr. King Stone. Very Italian name. because This guy's a mafioso guy. He's back in the fucking Yakuza. I love the Don Callis glasses on him. Oh, wait. That was a different guy. And he's learning about this Terry motherfucker. Is he talking with Miss Yang? I don't remember who he was talking with. Oh, yeah. This was uh, this would have been Yang. And they're like, we got to get somebody even better. Because I think they're in Hong Kong right now. I believe they are, yeah. And he's like, because they're up like, they're in a whorehouse slash bar. Yeah. You can, if you're listening really quiet, you can hear a little bit of Su Manchu playing in the background. Girls, what I have for her. Oh, she got a new song? Because usually she thinks, do you think I'm sexy? Damn it, I got my songs wrong. And, and everyone's having a good old time, man. And they're the, up they're up in the offices, you know, yeah. talking. This is a beautiful shot here, too, because they finish up their conversation. She's saying, like, look, I sent, I, get, I sent Mr. Lang in there after him. He got his teeth knocked out. It's not going to, you know, you got to get your men. You got to get strong men. You got to go, you got to go all over. You got to go fucking maybe get that tongue pow kid I've been hearing about over in uh, Bangkok. Uh, maybe get him. Maybe get him. He like, needs no, a no, lot of problems. I know a guy even better. His name is Ding Sao. Yeah. It's just like an Asian Art Garfunkel. <laughs> we actually call him Art Ding Sao Funkel. <laughs> what do we call him? Art Ding Sao Funkel. <laughs> and this guy is an Asian guy with a balding perm. I think it was even kind of reddish, his hair. It's beautiful. I loved him. Art Dink Sarfunkle. (laughs) Art Dowsing Funkle. (laughs) The mouthful, but that's his name. We cannot cannot judge. Hey, we can't judge. No judgment zone. He is the biggest badass, and he's got some henches, too. So we go downstairs to the whorehouse, and we see some of the henches. Yeah, they've got like a naysayer with them, and he's just, nah, none of this is going to work. 
And we've got one guy clearly blind because they do a close-up of him, and his eyeballs <laughs> yes. are shooting He's off everywhere. Obviously, a shout-out to the Zatoichi character, the blind swordsman, because he has a sword in his cane that he had hidden in his He's cane. He's in a lonely corner, you know, right by the staircase. It's at his back. And uh, he's just sipping his sake all to himself, just probably reciting, you know, beautiful haikutikovs in his head and maybe thinking about having someone transcribe them later. When he hears that fucking naysaying tone, he just hates that nasally naysaying. So he chops the motherfucker's ankle or foot off. Is that what happened? I don't remember, but he did fuck a dude off. I don't yeah, because some guy off. is popping down the stairs and he just turns around and goes, Hah! And the guy gets his foot chopped off, and then, like, the goons, like, carry him out. Just like, hey, let's take him out. And then we see his buddy. I call him Biggie Dra- Billy Draguchi because <laughs> I was getting a really Billy, Billy Drago vibe off this guy. Did, was he supposed to be an albino? Because he had, like, white he did, hair. yeah. And he's crazy, and he's just throwing knives at people's eyes Look, and shit. this was, what, 70-something? 74, the greatest year in the world. David Bowie. He was doing a little Ziggy Stardust. doing a little Ziggy. Zigaguchi? He's doing a Zigaguchi. And he's killing, he's just throwing knives into people's eyes and killing them and shit. He's killing a cop, I think. So what was happening as as the guy who got his foot chopped off was walking out the double doors of this bar, fucking uh, Zigaguchi? Zanaguchi? <laughs> Zatuichi. Zatuichi. The blind, the blind guy? No, 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 the, the dart uh, guy. The knife guy. The, the, the Garfunkel guy? No, the dart guy. With the hair, we were just, the albino, we were just oh, talking about. Dragaguchi, yeah. Yeah, as they're taking the footless guy out through the double doors, Zagaguchi comes in, and he's just you like. Dragaguchi? Dragaguchi comes in, <laughs> and he's just like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. And the blind man is just calling out to him, like, what the fuck did you do? He's like, well, some guys were talking shit about Limp Bizkit, so I had to fucking honor them. I know Limp Bizkit isn't around, guys. I can't remember what he was besmirched by. David Bowie was talking shit about. There we go. And so we fucking kill the guy, and he's trying to hide because the police are right behind him, which is like three undercover officers and then one guy in army fatigues. And they come in, guns blazing. Well, not gun- They got him, you know, out. And they go right to fucking uh, Princess Mononoke, the blind swordsman's <laughs> table. And they're immediately suspecting him of being, you I know. You never trust a blind man. You never. Well, he's got a sword, too, so. Well, it's in a cane. They can't tell. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. Yeah. Just, oh. that's, why it was, that's why it was a shout-out, obvious shout-out to Zatoichi. Oh, Zatoichi hides his sword in his cane. Gotcha. And, he's, and he, if you notice later on, he's constantly putting it back in and pulling it out when he's fighting. I've no never sense. watched this blind sword I'm talking about this movie. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. I'm saying I've ne- I don't understand yeah. these references because I've never seen the blind swordsman yeah. stuff. So, yeah, so um, played by the same guy who played Hanzo the Razor, which we'll be talking about in a few months. So... Uh, yeah, so we also see in the background a very familiar face we've noticed from earlier in the movie. Jejun, who who's hiding, obviously hiding out in Hong Kong because he's a yes. wanted man. And the police notice him. After they've done with the blind man, who's just like, I'm an old blind man. What do you want from me? He did the little prose. He did a haiku to cough. And these people are like, this can't be our guy. He's quoting haiku to coughs. No, right. can't be a thing. So then they notice the other lonely man in the corner, and it's Gaijun. Right. So yeah. they, they run over, and I think they do the fist thing again where they just, like, punch right near his face, or maybe they did, like, the baton and held up his chin. They're like, you look like you're, uh, you're not from around here, friend. And it, it looks like shit's going to go down. And, I mean, when the law gets involved, shit's, shit's going to hit the fan. Now we learned that in the beginning of the movie, 
Jejun's a pretty bunch of badass himself. Yeah. Because last time we saw him fight, he had handcuffs on. Yeah. He doesn't have handcuffs on now. Not to mention, is he still wanted? Like, he wouldn't he be, be wanted in uh, Hong Kong. He'd be wanted oh, still in Japan. But maybe they're willing to extradite him. Maybe. Maybe. Either way, he fucks him up. He just kicks the cop's asses. And then Art Ding Uncle shows up. <laughs> and he's like, guys, break it up. Log, get the fuck out of here. All right? Let me... Let me handle this. Oh, yeah. It's very much uh oh, shit. I'm blanking on the name of the movie. Oh, man. With with the black dude who was doing the Bruce Lee thing. Show enough. Oh, Last Dragon. Last Dragon. It was very much a Last Dragon scene because Art Garfunkel <laughs> comes down. <laughs> Thank you, Murray. This is like canthropist for me. I can't say it. So he comes down those stairs and he's like, whose territory are you in right now? And they're like. Shona, Shona, Ding Salfunk. They pick themselves up, they wipe off their blood, and they leave. So yeah, now Art Ding Sung Funkle <laughs> is very interested on this new stranger in his bar, and he goes over. And yeah, he did the fist thing to his chin. He's like, "Who are you?" He can't read his eyes. Just can't uh, read them. And he, and well, I mean, I know you can't read Zatoichi's eyes because he's blind. But he can't read this guy's eyes. Yeah. And, but he, he yeah, because he didn't flinch, he respects him. He's like, you must have something going on. Right. I saw you just kick these cops' asses, so I know you're a badass. I'd like to hire you. Come with me. And I'm going to sweeten this deal with a nice, tasty treat. We got us some hoes. We forgot to mention that they did have a nice flashback when Terry mentioned he sold the girl into sex slavery. We actually see Nachi being pummeled, like almost gang-raped by a bunch of men until a huge black man comes in. Uncle Thud, is that what you call him? Uncle them? Thud. Midnight Thud's uncle. Thud. <laughs> and they, they inject her with, like, Listerine, I think. It was a blue. It was not Red Bull. <laughs> no, it was this blue. This was Monster. This was blue. It was Monster Energy Jury. Okay. And then Uncle Thud went to town on her. Oh, God. So we know, we know, but Jijun doesn't know until he learns in this scene. Because he's like, holy fucking shit! That's my sister. I ain't gonna fuck my sister. The way they layer... Villains we want to see die is a work of art. Because right then, I'm like, Uncle Thud, I love your outfit, but you're a rapist. I want to see you die. I need to see you die. So, yeah, we get that cut back. It's not very artful. <laughs> it would not be in a movie today. And, hey, we don't condone it. It's in the movie. So, yeah, now we know that Nachi has been sold into the, the, the lady slavery here. And Gujin strung out on Monster Energy Drink. Monster Energy Drink, yeah. So she's really fucked up. Oh, yeah. Well, the Red Bull started up in Sweden, and over in the uh, Asian territories, they had the monster. So Jijun's like, how the fuck can I save my sister? He's like, whoa, really? That's your sister? Well, you can work it off. Well, yeah, because there's uh, what's the opposite of a meat cute? Because there's a very... Uh, uh, <laughs> the part ugly? It's a part ugly because <laughs> part. he's finally found his sister who's been, you know, hasn't seen him forever since he got shipped off. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing here in a goddamn, like, little prostitute, you know, ring? So they, they cry on each other and, oh, artist Fingunkle, he, he knows poetry when it's in motion. And he's like, this is good. I can get this guy now. I have a hook. I have his sister in my prostitution ring. All right. Same thing he did to Paul Simon Funkel. That's exactly what they did, Paul Simon Funkel. So, yeah, so he's like, oh, I don't even have to pay this guy now. I just yeah. gave him his sister back. Oh, yeah. So now we cut back to Sarai. 
I thought she was being escorted to Cairo, back to Cairo, where her father lived. So I don't know about this. But she's being escorted to the airport. We know that much. Yeah. And Terry and Ratno's horrible uh, tail. Not Taylor's not the word. I don't know. They're, they're tailing him. Tailing? In Trailing? A sh- in a shitty-ass little car. And they're, like, literally right on. They're, like, they're like fucking tailgating. They're so close. Yeah. And they set the, they set even these guys, like, senses off. Were, weren't they supposed to be guarding them, though? I don't know what was going on. I guess I thought they were. They were I thought they were guarding them. You're right. I don't know yeah. why I said that. You're absolutely right, because he's working for them. Yeah, exactly. He's working for them, so he's guarding them. They're in two separate vehicles, so they can't just... Easily, you know, take out one vehicle and get all of them, you know, ducks on a pond. But they get separated at a light. Somebody, like, stops at a green light. Yeah, someone's, someone's, yeah, someone uh, short-stopped in front of them. And so, you know. And Ratnos like, come on, it's a green light. Ratnos did the thing where he reached out to make sure that uh, uh, Sorogi was not in trouble. Because they, they jerked forward, so he wanted to make sure he didn't bash his face into the right. steering wheel. Remember, this is the 70s. Only bitches wear seatbelts in the 70s. Yeah. And also, Ratnose was using it as an excuse to grab a little bit of his master. Like, huh, I feel a lump. Do you think you have breast cancer, master? Shut up. That's my So they get separated. And just as they're about to just fucking gun through the fucking red light, a fucking crane with a (laughs) claw comes down. They didn't notice. I don't know where this came out of nowhere, this giant crane. Well, when they gave us a different view of this shot... They're on a bridge right now. It's like down to one lane, and it's under construction. So all these things are happening. It's a lot. And, yeah, the crane comes, picks them up, and just drops them over the bridge. Right, yeah, and there's no water. It's just a fucking dry gulch, I guess. And then they go. They got to check out to make sure that they're dead, you know? So they go down. Oh, we see blood all on Terry. We got to mention, as they're falling, it's like 30 feet, but there's enough time for Sorogi to do, like, some kind of hand chant thing. Because he noticed he's... preparing them, yeah. Yeah, he was doing some kind of uh, Nine Powers of the Ninja shit. He was oxygen coma, dude. That's the only way you can make it believable. Oh, So he's putting them in an oxygen coma. So they, they open the door, and they see, they're like, these guys are dead, man. Yeah. And then Terry just leaps up and just starts... Fucking motherfuckers up. Holy shit. I, I'm just now realizing this is a little back to foreshadow happening here. How so? Uh, Sorogi playing dead. That's his thing. So, I didn't realize it. He used to be called Possum Nose. I would like that. Anyway, we get a very nice special effect where he fucking chops a guy on the top of the head. Dude. Everything about the scene I love because they're they're in the mud. There's little bits of water. Fucking rat noses. Fall- Can we point out that uh, Sonny Chiba has the great cat vomiting up a fur ball like noises he makes. Great everything. He's constantly doing that. Yeah, he's like, I like, are you gonna fight? Or are you gonna huck up a loogie? Because he's like, he's doing that shit. But I love he pulled, like, the first guy he gets his hands on, he, like, breaks his arm. And the guy just keels over into the puddle. He's writhing around, holding his arm, yelling out in agony. Ratnose is bloodied up in the background, trying to, like, pull himself forward with his elbow to watch his master annihilate people. And now fucking Sorogi's got his, his, the the final goon here in a beautiful Jim Cornette suit. He's like orange and brown with blue underneath it. It was incredible. 
And yeah, he gets the guy on his knees and then he delivers this downward punch to his skull. You think it was a strongbow chop? <laughs> I don't know what it was. Yeah. But it was devastating. And we even it's so devastating that we have to cut to an x-ray of it. Well, a pseudo x-ray. A pseudo x-ray. It was just the they they put like a blue filter on the screen and we had this bizarre looking plastic skull that they show a fist slammed down on. I love that when we go back to him, though, he's like bleeding out of his eyes and ears and nose and mouth, and it, it started to, I thought it was going to explode. So, I don't know, somehow Terry knows that they're being taken to Mutagachi's place? He, I believe, punched him so hard in the brain, the guy gave him information away. <laughs> it just came out, <laughs> Mutagachi! And he's like, he's got to be at Mutagachi's um, place. Well, no, he knew the Yakuza were after him. Mataguchi works with the Yakuza. It's so got to be. He put one and one together, and he was like, I'm going to... How was he positive she even got kidnapped? I mean, they could have just gotten away. Well, guess, yeah, that's a good point. I guess but, he's just like, nobody can protect her but me. Right. That's good, yeah. And as luck would have it, she did get kidnapped. Well, well, come on, Madaguchi told him, my plan is to capture her. So he knew his best lead to find her again. What, what's her name? Sarai? Sarai. Sarai. He's like, my best uh, plan to find her again is to just use Madaguchi. So he goes to Mudagashi's, like offices first. And he's going to like, I'm going to fucking murder this motherfucker. Rhett knows, of course, like, no, we don't know how many people are in here. It won't work. And he's like, shut up. I'm going to kick some ass. He, he does this thing to Rhett knows always where he's got him backed against a wall and he takes his two fingers and goes up his nose, you know? He, he likes. I know he, he did it at the end. Did he do yeah, that, that the Well, movie? that was the thing throughout the movie to nice. build up to the end there where he gets oh. two no- fingers in his nose and lifts his face. And he's like, you are such a fucking chicken puss. God damn it, I want to slap the shit out of you, but you pay your half the rent on time. <laughs> so they go to the offices of Murugaluchi, and lo and behold, he's got a fucking hench waiting for him. He, he might have been flown in from Hong Kong, Japan, wherever, to wherever. He's a big, bald dude. Looks this like could have been Tung Po. Could have been. It could have been. Could have been his dad, probably. Oh, I think it was. He's wearing some weird, like, yak pants. He and, was. And... Terry takes care of him pretty easily. It's not a big deal. I know. This scene just kind of happened. I was like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Because Doesn't he just throw the guy's head in a wall or something like that? Yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of the Indiana Jones uh, Nazi fight when he that big fucking dude uh, comes out to fight him when they're trying to take off in the biplane. Right. And so you got the – or maybe not biplane. I don't know planes at all. But you got the fucking propeller going, and that's what chops up the big ball guy. I thought we are going to see some weird shit like that happen. No. No, Saruga just deals with them. Then he's got blood all over him. Well, his so, hands, not all over him. Okay. And so he goes over to Ratnose and just wipes himself <laughs> off on him. Yeah, he uses Ratnose's shirt to wipe his hands. Yeah. Ratnose takes it because he's a bitch. Yep, and he's pissing himself, and he's just like, do we have to go any higher? And he's like, look, shut the fuck up. Go get the car. Take it around back. Go get a new car, apparently, because I don't... Was this the same car? Well, they had to because their car got totaled. Exactly. So. Exactly. So it is a new car. Oh, well. Go steal us a car. Make it the right car. I'm not going to tell you what car it is, but it's... You know what car I need. So it goes into Murugucci's office, but he's not there. But who is there? Nachi and Jijun. Ooh. And he's like, motherfucker. Of course, they recognize each other because he just sold this girl into sex slavery. Yeah. And this, and he had rescued this guy from prison. So, Jejun does the classic uh, evil guy thing where he's just like, you're not leaving this room alive, so I'll just tell you what's going on. Sarai's been taken to Muraguchi's villa in Izu. 
And then he throws a sigh right at Terry. Terry ducks it, hits the fucking like door jam. Mm. And Terry is just he's just like it's too much. It's two people. I I don't like this I don't like the odds here. Yeah. So he just leaps out the fucking window and he knows Retnose knows where to be. So Retnose is there with a truck. Yeah. Lands in the fucking flatbed. Your saw is usually a little short here because fucking Sorogi grabs the side and goes after um, his sister. I can't Nachi. remember Nachi, and he get he holds it to her neck, and Jijun is just like, "You think my sister cares about death? She She's has been seen, raped five thousand. She times. has seen hell. Uncle Thud fucked her. She had to drink Monster Energy drink. She had to drink. She has a tattoo of the fucking claw marks." She has tattoo of the claw. They mark. put that on her ass. They the monster energy claw mark is on her ass. She'll never live that down. No man would ever want to be with that. No man. No one. <laughs> so yeah, you're right though. And I, so I think Terry. I mean, Terry must have been so ashamed. Even he felt shame that much. He might have because he slapped her around a bit too. <laughs> so maybe it was a little realization. Like, am I that monster? Am I Uncle Thud? Am I the monster energy train? <laughs> 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 is that tattoo really me? Is that me? He did. He was looking at her ass cheek right then <laughs> right. too. So, and Jesus. then we saw a nice little suit. It's like we see the monster energy tattoo turn into his face and then oh, back to it. Beautiful imagery yeah. here. Oh my god! And so he can't. He doesn't. He's a ball of emotions. <laughs> and you got Jijun trying to square up to fight him. He's like, I can't fight right now. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I am. <laughs> Am I an energy drink or am I a man? <laughs> and he just leaps through the window. Is that is that a question you asked yourself while you had no power? <laughs> yes, I did many times. I still don't know the answer to that question. Greg. <laughs> that's like the most existential question of me. I think Socrates was the first to I, say that. Yeah, I believe that's right. I drink monsters, drink monster energy drink, therefore I am. I fucking nailed that question a week ago on Jeopardy, man. I nailed it. And by the way, did we mention that Jeopardy <laughs> keeps using our bits from our show? So they brought up the fucking uh, Satsugo triangle or the whatever Sedona Vortexes the Sedona Vortexes yeah. and that was from an episode from 20 years ago that's how amazing they're ahead of us hello <laughs> Jeopardy <laughs> yeah. thanks for listening <laughs> your time machine Alex Trebek they were flash frozen and they came in the so it leaps out and they just take off to um, Mutaguchi's villa so the night I don't even know who this is oh Bayan is that the guy that's that uh, Sarai thinks works for her dad Like it's a good guy Yeah he's supposed to be somebody Who's kind of leading up to the, the guard Okay force. so yeah so what happened was Sarai ha- didn't get kidnapped In that like traffic incident They're no. getting taken She thinks they're going to the airport still Yeah she she is still under Even the... though she's been in the car for five hours Do you think he'd be at the airport by now She's exactly. like are we taking a detour Well come on she's a rich girl And he's like she doesn't Chick know. Chick-fil-A's over here. We gotta get, we gotta get the Chick-fil-A before we get on the plane. Exactly. And she's like, "This line will take a fortnight." No, trust me. I got they, a system. They are so good at the Chick-fil-A, and then it really starts to dawn on her because he's like, "We'll just hang out here for a little while, get a milkshake, have a couple chicken sandwiches." And Nachi realizes, or so, not no, Sarai. no, I just realized that. <laughs> Sarai realizes. Chick-fil-A's not open on Sunday. Right. And Bayan steps out, and all the fucking goons come out of the building and surround the car, and he's like, that's right. I was never going to get you Chick-fil-A. You're a bitch. And she's like, I thought I could trust you. You love my father. Fuck your dad. I want your fucking inheritance. 
Exactly. And she's like, I don't like this. Driver, let's go. And the driver just fucking, they, just, they just slowly turn around and start leaving. Hey, even in stressful situations, <laughs> 10 and 2, keep it. It's five miles an hour in this parking lot, or driveway, rather. <laughs> So he slowly pulls around the corner. The goons fall off the car for some reason. Just, they just about to take off, a very familiar blind man walks in front of the car. And you've got to stop for a blind man. You can't see. Well, yeah, Sarai says, hey, there's a blind man. You can't hit a blind man. That's bad luck. You and can't go know. on a road trip with bad luck. We recognize Atoichi. And he whips out his fucking cane knife and starts slicing and a dicing. Him and his buddy, uh, Dragaguchi. <laughs> And Dragucci's hitting guys in the eyeball with his fucking knives. They're having a good old time. You seem to think I have no idea what happened to Dragucci. You think he got killed? In okay, this fight? so this fight takes place in the dark. You know, yeah. there's a spotlight. You see sweet sequins popping, but there's a lot of things happening. Very, very cold and dark in the night. And I do believe that Dragoaki got killed in this scene. Okay, I'm, I'm fine pretty with it. You never sure. see him for the rest of the movie. I so. think what happened. You see him get frazzled before. And I think he got frazzled. He missed his mark. Because you know when somebody gets hit with a knife perfectly, not a sound. Right. Doesn't matter where they get hit. Doesn't matter how long it takes them to die. Not a sound. The guard gets hit with a knife and he shrieks out. So he missed his mark. That guard gets up to him and fucking scald his neck. Okay. Because I don't know. I've seen so many of these movies. I'm used to like our hero taking out every hedge. Uh, exactly. It would make more sense. But hey, we got the cooler of the two, I got to say. Yeah. I'm much cooler. So Sarai is once again recaptured, and she's taken into the villa of Maraguchi. Yeah. Next nope. morning, Sarai, she's despondent, and she's... Pop, 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 this, this is a villa right on a little canal. Oh, beautiful place. Looks out. There's our boy, Terry and Ratnose. They're doing a little robo. They're not vomiting. They can handle They got their sea legs. They got their sea legs. And she's like, hey! He opens the window. Guys, come rescue me! And just as that happens, we hear it. Knock, knock, knock. Mm. Murray, you know better than to knock it's in this your house. Uncle Thud. We see, <laughs> we see the door open and an orange roll out into the room. Come on. A big cloud of fucking crack smoke comes into the room. <laughs> all right, we heard of you, Millie. It was Tim. He. It was me. It's all right. Oh, and all right. so we're like, we know you see a cloud of crack smoke. Nothing good's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. And Uncle Thud enters the room. He's like, "Bitch, you gonna suck my dick?" He's already got his fucking belt undone. He's got his pants dropping. He's and shuffling he's got a, he's got a in. Tray with a sandwich on it with his yeah. pants. He's like shuffling around with his pants well, on his ankles. Well, you notice what he did there? He did the porn thing where like you stick your dick through the pizza or whatever, and they're like, "I didn't order sausage." He had a nice little sandwich, and he's like, "The tuna's here for you." <laughs> She's like. That's not the tuna. I, I hope I that's want. real tuna. That's not a subway <laughs> tuna. And he's like, "Nope, I'm gonna rape you." <laughs> we know he's a terrible rapist. Right? We saw it earlier. And Jesse's is about to put the sausage in. Oh yeah, he's got her fucking leaned over the bed. He, you know, he's he's all lubricated from the mayonnaise from the tuna sandwich <laughs> and everything. He's gonna slip right in there. And but. This is he slipping right in there. Terry's slipping right in through the window because he got a grappling hook, and Terry just grabs his fucking dick and rips it off. He he rips through the underwear. He's got fucking scraps of underwear, and I will say, very uh very uh offensive because for a black guy, he didn't have much going on, but he had just a little palm of fucking. You didn't see anything. All you saw was some scraps of fucking underwear. I do love that Sir Gori said, "Call the FDA. This ain't real tuna." 
<laughs> I love it that he can just he just it relieves all the tension. Like she she starts giggling a little. She's like, I was just about to be raped, but that was a good one. Oh yeah, no, it turned in one, into one of those anime moments where they cut back over to her. She's covering her mouth, <laughs> just kind of hopping between two cells. It was it was interesting. Yeah, and he's like. All right, go down the grappling hook. I'll follow. So they go well, down. Well, no, he has a serious heart-to-heart with her because he's like, look, now is not the time to be a spoiled fucking bitch. I don't give a shit if you're an oil baroness. You need to fucking do exactly what I say. First, flash that ass. Second, take this fresh one. He smacks her across the face. <laughs> Third, climb down that grappling hook to show me some tit. All right, go. And she does it, and he follows behind. And then they see a bunch of guards are coming out. So he's like, "Retnos, take care of her. Yeah, I'll handle get this her shit. up river." See, all she she was trying to deny the fact that she wanted a forceful daddy in her life. Now they she's got a forceful, for, they daddy, all want a forceful daddy, and she she doesn't know what to do with herself. So he starts kicking ass, but it's too much. It's too many guys. I think actually Miss Yang comes out with a gun is what happens. Yeah, they, they end up along the like riverbank, and so they're fighting up there, and everything. You know, he's taking out the jobbers, no problem. But then your favorite, Art Dunsung Funkle, comes down, <laughs> and he's got his tiny little sword. He's like, well, no, it's, it was a weird sword. It was very Thick, it was not thick long. and uh, not long. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's uh, much like Uncle Fudd. He's got the thick, chode, but not very long. It's a chode sword. Yeah. <laughs> and he called it like blue thunder or some shit. It was like, like that. the blue dragon steel. Yeah, blue dragon. Yeah. yeah. And it was not even blue. It was like red or something. Yes. It was like weird. Everything about this didn't make sense. <laughs> and that was in the script, by the way, too. So ugh, that wasn't a lost in translation thing. And he's like, I respect you enough. I'm not going to use Blue Dragon. I'm going to fight you mano a mano. And yeah. Terry's like, fine with me. Oh, no, we know Terry. He lives <laughs> to fucking fight. So he's like, yes. And they're just as they're about to go on. Then Miss Yang shows up. Yeah, they do. Total the, throws fucking cold water on the, the fucking heart. They, they were doing the test of strength. And they were evenly matched, so we're like, we're, we're as an audience, we're all thinking we're in for a fucking good show. But yeah, then fucking Miss Yang comes down. And she sets it straight. She's like, look, Ding South Uncle, you're not the one who decides when he dies. I do. So they take him up to a cliff. They tie him to a tree and start pummeling the shit out of Terry with like a fucking branch. Right. Trying to get information out of him. Where are you taking Sarai? Well, that's going on. Ratnose has Sarai like... 100 yards up the fucking river. He didn't get very far. And he's like, I'm worried about Master. Well, I mean, come on. They're right over that river. There's like the cliff sides and everything. He can hear the echoes. I mean, Sorogi isn't even crying out in no, pain. No, he's, he's no selling at all. He's just like staring off into space. But so, Ratnose has lived with him so long, he can hear it. He can feel when the Vinny's is vibrating in his stomach. That's how attuned to his body Ratnose is. So he feels that aura just coming off him. He's like, I got, there's nothing. I got to go save him. I got to say, this is my time to shine. He saved me once in Saigon. I got to go save him right now. So he makes his way up to the cliff. They're beating the shit out of Terry. Terry totally no selling it. And then uh, he's like, Master! 
He doesn't even stealth in here. There's 14 <laughs> guys, guns, whips, kendo sticks, tables. I saw a couple light tubes out there. Barbed wire everywhere. Oh, pizza cutter. Hey, oh. Don't hurt my master. He's got his little shillelagh. I'll suck your dick. He says that to Miss Yang. She's like, I'm a woman. I don't have a dick. I don't care. I'll do it anyway. You got great rock star hair, and your power suit is fantastic. His and, sim powers won't and work, as, every, as you'd expect, everyone's disgusted by Ratnos. They're like, ugh. She's like, I got a better idea. She sees the opportunity. She knows the fink in the group. Russian roulette. Except she cheated. Yeah, she put two in the chamber. Mm-hmm. You always put one. And, I mean, come on. We know Ratnos is a total fucking mark. So he's like, no, that's cheating. You can't do it. He's pissing himself. He's shitting himself. He's crying so just hard. My heart was broken for a little rat nose. Terry just going to his, his good place. He's just staring off into space, no reacting. He turns and stares daggers into rat nose like, you little motherfucker. You say a goddamn word. He's saying this all with his eyes. Guys, you got to read eyes. <laughs> got to read them. You say a single fucking thing, and that's it. You're moving out, and you're still paying half rent, <laughs> yeah. all right? And you're still coming over to cook, but, but no, chicken. But no don't chicken. Don't get that chicken. But no chicken. And he's like, she's just 100 yards down the road, the river. Uh, yeah. She, and then Miss Yang's like, ha, I knew it. She doesn't even have to pull the fucking trigger to, like, you know, have that tension build up, you know, the Russian roulette tension. Doesn't even have to do that. Red Nose just immediately starts squealing. Little pig man. Now, this just gets confusing for me because Ding Sao Funkel, he, he like cuts the ropes holding him. Did he throw Terry off or did Terry jump? I, I thought they were going to fight. It was all in one motion. So he's bound by these ropes. He uses that sweet dragon blue steel to cut the rope. I thought he was cutting his arm off or something. No, it just cuts the ropes. And in that one blow, somehow Sorogi goes flying over the cliffside. <laughs> I was very confused. We get- was he thrown? Did he jump? I don't know. I'm, I, I'm going to say he jumped because I think uh, Dung, uh, Dung Sao Funko wanted to fight him. Well, that's exactly what I think, too. I so, think he gave him a right. little – he sold it very well, but he gave him room to escape. Yeah, because this is the thing. Even though Terry wants to fight, he had just been pummeled to shit by uh, fucking log. So he's, he's weak. He can't fight. Yes. So he leaps off, and we get another awful Puma Man type – like a fact where we see Sonny Chiba falling on a bad green screen. And he lands in the water into the river. And we're like, fuck. They're, they're like, he must be dead. Okay, we're done with this. And they take off. Yeah. They leave fucking Ratnose alone. You figure they would kill him too. But they let well, him. He's so pathetic. They're like, you're not even worth getting Yeah, exactly. He's you. covered in piss and you're shit. You're a waste of a bullet. They're, yeah, they're just like, he'll kill himself now that, you know, Sorogi is dead. But he's not. And of course, Ratnose has pulled himself together. He's jumping down. He's going to collect the corpse. He thinks he's going to, you know, I. I hate to do this, but he's probably into the necrophilia, and it was his master and all, so he's got probably rub one out over him. But no, Sorogi is alive. He's like, there's the greatest health spas. We'll go to uh, Chin Lin's place. She'll sing you her, her favorite song. I can't remember. Master Sue? Mr. Sue? Sue Manchu. Sue Manchu. Thank you. Oh, my God. Man. Of all the names for me to fuck up, <laughs> at least it's one that's not in the notes. That's true. And you just see the look of disgust on Terry's face. He can barely hold himself up, but he's you can see that he's putting together the energy to slap the shit out of Ratnose here. You're not a man. You disobeyed my order. It's over! Oh, and one last thing. Don't 
never cook chicken again. And then he just walks off. And that just that was like the final dagger in the heart of Ratno. Oh, yeah. And we're slow. Ratno, he's got a thing. He knows he sucks at cooking chicken. So that really hits him hard. Yeah. Because cause Terry would be like polite and say, oh, your chicken's great. Don't worry. And now he knows how he really feels about his I chicken. I think it was even different. I think it was very different. I think he realized that he had fucked up so bad, but at the same time when he should only be pummeled, and he's used to only being pummeled when he fucks up this bad, he gave him a light rib, light rib joke, and that's what he sent him off with. That had a fucking terror right Like, that's I don't even how care I... enough about you to kick your ass? Exactly. He was expecting to be tormented, have his nipples, uh, you know, fucking twisted and shit, purple nurples, all that. He was expecting that, and when he just got a light ribbing, he was like, oh, my God, that's it. That's the end. That's the end. So we slowly pan out, and you just have him crying out, and then no! we we come back to, and God damn it, Murray, I thought we were going to avoid this place. No, you never do. When, you, when we're talking about evil, you got to talk about the docks. And Miss Yang is, is taking Sarai there to put her on a, a, a slow boat to China. Yep. And Terry's right on the tail. He's got his fucking big goggles on. I loved it. Don't and, know why, but I loved it. Because he's riding a motorcycle. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was on a motorbike, yeah. And he gets stopped by Satoichi. Yeah, he's he's trying to follow wherever they are running off to. But, yeah, he gets cut off by Satoichi. Satoichi, he has the high ground, so he's positioned himself where the sun is right behind him. Oh, just like a great pilot. So and he's blind, so it's not going to affect him at all, right? So he's moving his head like this. It's a f- shining the light into fucking Terry's eyes. He's like, hey, I don't know why he took off those shaded goggles. He should have. He should have. He should have kept them on. And they start fighting. And it, it, with those uh, bracers we were talking about earlier, right. it's all coming full circle, everybody, because he's using that to block these devastating sword blows. And it's de- it's not looking like one side's got an advantage here. It's definitely even keeled. You're just waiting for somebody to slip up ever so slightly for the other person to get the edge because these guys are that fucking good. And so we don't know how this fight could go on for days, which means that Sarai is going to be, you know, yeah. taken to wherever they want to take her to. Right. So we need this fight to end soon, but how can it end soon? Well, luck would have it. A motorcyclist just happens to be driving by and runs towards Atoichi. And Atoichi just really reacts and just slices the fucking motorcyclist. Carves him up like a chicken, if you would. That's for some foreshadowing there. But this gives Terry enough time to take out Atoichi. And he does. He finishes him up. I forget how he did it. Oh, he just gets him real close and brutalizes him. He hits him with the... I don't know what you call that when you go through the throat with the axe handle. Oh, man, it was brutal. And so Terry's like, let me check out this motorcycle to save my life. And he bends down, pulls off the fucking helmet. Master! Rat nose? I saved you. I can die peacefully now. And then we get this very touching moment. Where Terry just picks his nose one last time. Oh, yeah. See, this, I didn't see the earlier one, so I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Why is he digging up his fuck? I thought he was, like, looking for some coke residue, you Maybe, know? Maybe, yeah. Because the only way uh, Retinose can get bravery is by doing some coke. And so maybe that's it, because he did lick his fingers after that. And then he closes his eyes. Yep. You'll be roasting chicken in heaven now, friend. Now we see an oil tanker out on the high seas. 
I couldn't blame Griff if he fucking vomited on this one because you're on the high seas. Some rocky fucking waves going on there. Oh, oh, okay. And we see a little like uh, raft or something following behind. Of course. It's fucking Terry, dude. Classic Navy SEAL move right here. He probably trained a few Navy SEALs. And so he gets, he sneaks, it's nighttime now. He's got his grappling hook. He pulls himself up, starts taking out the fucking guards. Yeah, he's, he'll slowly work through the exterior, but we got to go to the interior where Sarai is being forced into signing over the oil business. And she refuses. She's like, just kill me. I don't know why they just didn't kill her. I mean, who would, I don't know who would be the next in line to get it. We could throw out this new name, but it's going to be gone soon. Jado? This Jado guy is suddenly in the yeah, mix? This, this guy, was the was Don like, Callis guy with the fucking goatee <laughs> yeah. and the giant aviators. And, of course, since this is an Asian movie, he's a white guy because he's the ultimate gaijin villain. That's right. And he was, uh, according to Sarai, he was like the best friend of her father. He's like, no, I'm not. I want this fucking business. Oh, yeah. Sign this shit over. Once you have that, he'll have 66% of the oil in the world. So, of course, he's got to make that move. That's just a plain monopoly move right there. Well, that's going on. Ding Sog Funkel is talking to Miss Yang, and Ji Jung's in the room, too. And they're like, that Terry motherfucker's still alive. He survived that fucking fall off the cliff. Yeah. And... Yang is kind of freaking out. She's like, what are we getting? We got to send everybody. Get all the guns ready. Get the RPGs. Get the AKs out. And Ding, our Ding Sound Funkel is like, no. Think about the poetry of the moment. Everybody leave except you, Jijun. Listen here. I got an offer for you. We're going to square you two up. You'll get your sister if you take out your enemy. Well, not only that, he's like, I have some territory I'm going to let you have. Yes. He even offers him. He's like, I've been thinking about it. I'm not getting any younger, and I'm doing all these hardcore drugs and living this rock and roll lifestyle. I need someone to take over the cornhole territory. I'm thinking it's you, bud. So, you've got, okay, the motivations for Zhijin at this moment, the guy who killed my brother, the guy who sold my sister into slavery, the fucking cornhole territory, that's like... 80% of Japan. He could have all that. To just take off the guy he was already going to take out. This is amazing. He's like, uh, yeah, I think well, I'll do that. He would have the Hong Kong territory because that's where our Ding South Uncle's from. Oh, that's a Hong Kong territory? Excuse yeah. me. I'm sorry. I meant Hong Kong. And so he's like, hmm, that sounds good. I think I'll do that. And, uh, yeah, Art pats him on the back and just says, hey, Shijun, have a good fight. Mm. Like a fatherly figure just whispering those words of wisdom. So Terry, he's like just creeping through, taking out goons. Yeah, th- this is the fight that happens because it can't happen. We've already got the ex- shots on the dock where there's – or not dock, but the exterior of the boat where there's plenty of room for fighting. Right. They've got to go to another just closed-in area. There's like a steel – There's like gangplanks and catwalks uh, Yeah, and all staircase, this a catwalk, and so there's knives coming out. There's closed corridors, people flipping, people falling. At one point, I believe – uh, 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 Terry drop down and crush somebody's face in. Probably. I yeah. It, I know at one blur. point he was hanging from a catwalk and he grabbed a guy and threw him off. Okay. And the guy got splattered and we saw some more tomato soup splatter everywhere. Lots of tomato soup here. She rise hearing this from her room that she's in. She, so she's like, "All right, he's here. Yeah, going to do it." And so Terry finally breaks into the the room where Miss Yang. Miss Yang was wearing this crazy like. Uh, 
like equestrian outfit. Like she had the yeah. fucking the pants with pan- the high boots and the red coat. Oh yeah, I, I loved it. I love that outfit. And uh, so we, you also got to mention that uh, Surogi got injured in his scuffle in the staircase yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So his left arm got is like fucked up. Right. And, but he's, he makes it to where Miss Yang and uh, Bayan, I guess, the guy that, you know, was working for Sarai's father is in this room. And the fucking facials that fucking Johnny Shiba does when he kills the Bayan guy. I got You got to make a video for him so I can put it on. Because it was so crazy. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> he does like a spin to the fucking camera. Because this guy's just a fat businessman. He totally destroys this guy and like kills him. I don't even remember this yeah. kill. Oh, I remember the Yang kill oh, very you, well, well. You got to watch it. Okay. Because And then, yeah, he just. It's because, you know. He's got to kill a woman, but we can't. We're not. We're we're, we're civilized people, so we're not going to show it. We'll show him abuse women. <laughs> yes. We won't show him kill a woman. Right. So they flip a couch over. Yeah, with- Yang is backing up into this room where there's a love seat, a very nice leather love seat. She falls over it, so it's creating like a blind spot for the camera. And yeah, Surogi jumps, he stomps the shit out of her. I think he literally stomps. He did her a Bruce Lee rub out, and so he's just like, "Fuck yeah, I'm ready." He's like smile on his face. Oh, big old smile! Finally, finds Sarai, and this is where this is the for all the marbles. This is, I'm waiting for fucking him taking on everybody. Yeah, no, we don't get that. This room, I everyone was in here. You know what it reminded me of, and I can't remember his name, but it was our Death Wish Five mob bo- mob boss who was always <laughs> curled up. Like there's beautiful couches something and lounges, yeah. and yeah. they were just like oh, lazed up. The liquors everywhere. No fresh cannolis. I think our uh, our ding self uncle was the one that said, "No, this is going to be an honor fight." Well, yes, because the fucking guy Jens, not to be confused with Jijun, <laughs> the guy Jens are like, "We're going to take this motherfucker," and they start shooting at Terry, and so. Artin Sung Funkel is like... I believe he does get shot, too. He gets shot in the shoulder. I think he does. So he's like, no, motherfuckers, calm down. Have you never heard my song about peace, harmony, and rice-a-roni or something? Bridge? Troubled water? Yeah. You know what that means? Yeah, come on. And so he's like, we already got this... We got this match made in heaven. We're going to take this to the the outside. And, um, yeah. Now it's pouring rain. Very dramatic. Oh, yeah. And Jijun and Terry face off. They're getting ready to, to do it. But that fucking dude, he's like, I want my fucking oil company. I'm going to shoot these motherfuckers. And he shoots Terry in the leg. And that infuriates Ding South Uncle because he's an honorable man. Oh, right. So he murders these motherfuckers. So I'm, I'm loving this. We got fucking the bad guys fucking up the other bad guys. I'm still not convinced Sorogi is a good guy. <laughs> like, it is all over the place. I Fucking loved it, and uh, this is where um, what it, it, was it? it? Was it um, Nachi who yeah. comes into the mix here and jumps on Terry? Where she sacrifices herself because she knows her brother can't defeat fucking Terry. Yeah, so she grabs fucking Terry in a bear hog and she's like, "Kill him!" Because because uh, um weapon of choice is the sigh. Yeah, she's like, "Kill him! I got him!" And he was kind of phased by all the the side action happening, so we kind of lost focus here for a minute. So he stabs through his sister into Terry. Hey, we learned earlier. <laughs> she welcomes death. She does. She's seen hell. I'm pretty sure one of uh, the people who got uh, their hands on her, Robert 
Ginty. Oh, my God. I can't believe she didn't kill herself. Yeah, me neither. And so you got to remember, guys, This isn't. he's not using a katana. He's using a size. Size half the length of a katana. So it goes through her and just literally just tightly, lightly pierces Terry's, sh- like, shoulder. But he is evidently very clearly fucked up. It looked like he got the five... Finger, finger death, death punch. punch because he's taking these slow steps. His left shoulder's all fucked up. Now he's got this fucking bleeding on the right side of his body. And he just slowly walks up to Jijun. And you're like, you can't fight anymore. You can't lift your arms. And Jijun, I think he was going for that bowel releaser move or something. But he fucking knocks, he punches the shit out of him in his torso. Well, he's enraged. He just had to kill his sister to get to this motherfucker. Yeah. So he's releasing all that energy right into the bowels, and fucking Sirogi goes down again. You're like huge fart emits. Oh like, my god! Just, oh my god! It's a good thing the rain was there. Right, too. it's just washing it away. Yeah, it been really gross. That would yeah. have got an X rating for me. Yeah, and so he's on top. He's like right like to strangle fucking Terry, and Terry like it's 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 it. It's over. Terry has no energy at all. I honestly saw this being the ending. I really did. I didn't see what Very was... Very downbeat 70s-style ending, yeah. I, I didn't see what was happening. Because, again, I'm looking at Sorogi, and I'm like, this guy's a motherfucker. But as we'll learn in two minutes later, we need a sequel. So Terry grabs the fucking throat of uh, of Jijun and rips out some chicken guts. Yep. Dude, that's what it looked like. They show his fist. You just hear gargling... You don't see, like, the rip obviously happen. Right. You just see, like, uh, Sorogi's, you know, w- warm face at this point. And then his hand flops in front of the camera, and he's holding those chicken guts. Right. <laughs> and then he, like, gets himself up. Sarai and Ding Self Uncle are waiting for him. They're going to help him up. And classic fucking Asian movie ending. Once the fucking nemesis is dead, immediately the end. There's no fucking epilogue, no explanation. It just is. Nope. Revenge, the, the Street Fighter will return. This question, the end, <laughs> question mark. But at least they were like, the Street Fighter will return. I appreciated that instead of just the question mark. I fucking, this movie, full of bastard characters. I, I, I had my piece with that. I loved it. This is a fucking cool ass movie. Everyone should go watch it. Sonny Chiba, you motherfucker. You will be missed. Please but... take COVID fucking seriously. Can we get back to our normal lives, people? Just get it before I... we get these variants and we can never stop it. Two months ago, I was fucking over the moon because I was seeing concerts in Detroit again. Like, not actually getting to go, but bands were listings. saying. Listings, yeah. Yeah, listings, and I, I have two tickets bought. I ha- We had our Guar show. Paradise. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I don't think they're going to cancel. Yeah, they're all going to get canceled. And even if they didn't, I don't know if I want to fucking go. Yeah, I know. It's at we're, that I think point. we're going to we're going to go support Joe, and I think I'm wearing a mask. I'm wearing a mask too. Yeah. No, I already have a 100% plan. We're, I'm wearing a mask. We're going to wear lucha masks. So, oh my god. You fuckers, come on. Please. I mean, this is literally cutting off your nose to spite your face. You're going to die to prove the libs wrong. Is right. basically what you're doing. Well, ours cuz our fucking our listeners are cool. They're not going to do that. But tell your fucking asshole uncle to the, yeah. what we said. Right. But Griff. You're, you're not saving America by not wearing a mask in the fucking right. grocery store for 10 minutes. Griff, from one lost legend to another. No. 
We've been building this up for fucking months. We've been working on. You don't know how. I can't believe how long we've been working on this because this motherfucker deserves the work we. Put oh my into. god! And all the back channels people talk to us through. You know, it's always been the whispers of this name, and it's a name that we've already loved and cherished. It's on the tip of our tongues. Right. We're talking about one Mister Rutger Howard. Mm. All September. Is Rutger Hauer Month at Golan Globus Theater. But that's not all, Griff. I've assembled. I thought I nothing could have topped the guest list I had for Death Wish Month, but I've topped it. I got an all star level team. I just I don't know how you topped it, Death Wish, so I'm not willing to believe you until I hear it because fucking Death Wish Month and we're gonna come. People that. are still talking about it. Still talking about it. We well, well God. We were talking in the first uh, opening segment about how we were at this party and you had the band there. People could not stop coming up to us. We're like, guys, this is rude to the band. Right. We know Death Wish Month was the life-changing moment. It saved you from COVID, you know, mental breakdown. But guys, please, we're trying to listen to uh, Hank Williams uh, covers. (laughs) Right. We're going to have old favorites. We're going to have new favorites. Mm-hmm. We're going to have one guy who's never been on before. Whew. We're going to blow your fucking mind. So tune in all month of September. Five Rutger Hauer movies. Five. five. guests. The logistics are a nightmare, but we're still going to pull it out. Yeah, it's not fun. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not fun. But get ready for it. It starts next week, and I'll keep it fucking warm.